Anvil should never, ever be discussed again in my presence. You know, I can't, I still can't fathom how they got a documentary. I, I don't know. I mean, they had one fan. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, we, we're back. And no, it's, oh, God, it was terrible. There's a reason you didn't get signed. Right. I usually don't like the shit on, you know, in music like that. But man, there is a reason. Yeah. But I will say this. Their album art, awesome. I, I, I couldn't tell yeah, you. The album art is, is just wonderful. And but you can't sell on that alone. Yeah, you can't. I I, I I've tried. It's just no bueno. Mm-hmm. I mean, so how, how, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. All right. Finish your thought. Well, just that Ozzy, you know, Black Sabbath had a one with uh, two robots pissing on each other, and you know, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't the best. It wasn't. It wasn't the best album cover, but it no. was. It was a good album. Right. So anyway, how was your week? Yeah. Could have been better. Missed the parade. I know. didn't miss it, I, but I didn't see it either. I, yeah, I like to, I like to go down and see. I I wasn't able to. And that pop up thunderstorm that happened. Yeah, was I was out in it. Yeah, and I got soaked. Not me. <laughs> I, I was sitting on my couch uh, while they were staging the parade in front of my house. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I went to feed the squirrel down at the park. Squirrels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah, I got some. Some peanuts from uh, Country Junction. Yeah. They, they sat too long in the brine. Oh, they're, they're too salty. It's no like, su- such no like, thing as too salty. No, peanuts. it's like chewing on salt cubes, man. It's just it's just terrible. Good salty peanuts are no, good. No, so I give them to the squirrels. Oh, sure. So you give the squirrels hypertension. They're hyper as it is, man. It's not going to hurt them. Okay, the squirrels are going to have high blood pressure because of you. I'm making a, I'm making a race of pillsies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> They'll be all just like jacked up and going around. Hey, would it be bad form if I sent uh, various and sundry uh, messages during a football game to your wife this weekend? Why? What's going on? The Raiders play the Eagles. It'd be funny if you called Ryan, to be honest. She's not going to have the, f- well, what, a Sunday? Yeah. Well, if you want to, but uh, it's probably be, yeah, we're not going to be probably around Sunday. But uh, Oh, that's right, Renfair. Yeah, but you can uh, you can definitely call Ryan and harass him. Hey, oh. I got the Raiders D, so I'll have to uh, I'll have to take I might have to take you up on that offer. Yeah, but uh, I'll, I'll call your number and uh, but I, I, if the Raiders put the, uh, the Eagles put the whooping on the Raiders, you're gonna get it even worse. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. Just call him a Fairweather fan. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, my week was pretty uneventful, other than an incident. Mm. Um, and not much to report, really. Yeah. I put, I've got my gaming uh, center together. Nice. It took, uh, yeah, not not like you know, I had to get the whole, you know, and of course I got, I got one of those like um, really good, ta- um, TV consoles. Right. That took me three hours to put together. Was it an IKEA? No. No, no, it was a Better Homes and Gardens. Oh, okay. Oh, See, I, God. I, I've bought some IKEA stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I have the Detloff cases. Yeah. that have my belts in. Yep, right? I got Calax for my games. Right. So you know the struggle. Oh yeah. Okay, the pictures are great. Give me some fucking words. Exactly. Yeah, this one, it was all screws. There was no nails, and it was glued dowels, and oh, my God. Well, 
Then I have to get the, you know, the emulator system put up, the N64, the Wii. Yeah. I still haven't put the Atari on it yet. But every day, every day, Ryan's like, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do this? When are you gonna... just, just give me a freaking break, will you? It's like freaking kids these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. But he, he absolutely, I mean, it's now like we don't have to take up the TV. That's cool. And I got a TV with enough inputs on it that I can still put the switch and uh, put my computer on it as an interface. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, so you got like a VGA on there that you can use? No and... VGA. It's four HDMI. Okay. Component. Okay. And AV. Oh, nice. And a, and a couple USB. Nice. Yeah, it's, you know, it's for free. It was a great TV. For free? Yeah. It was like Lieutenant Dan. It got no legs. So, ah. So... Yeah, I got I got it out of recycling, you know, all above board. Yeah, yeah. And well, I went online for this particular TV model. Uh-huh. The legs are seventy five dollars. Right. And I'm like, I'm not paying seventy five dollars, you know, for a free TV legs. I found this stuff on Walmart, and uh, nineteen dollars. Two steel legs is just pulled on. Works perfect. There you there you go, there you go. I'm actually gonna be in the market for a new televisor for in the living room here shortly why uh the back the black the backlight oh, in the one corner starting to go that's that thing is crazy huge well it's it's only a 55 i knew that was up around a 50 something it's Man. a 55 um if i had my druthers and my what my my living room was a bit wider like if i knocked my living room wall out and took up half of judy's living room yeah i'd put an 80 inch up you know what i'll tell you what and I'm surprised that technology still doesn't exist properly. What? You got something that size, right? 56 inches or more. People have them. Yeah. Why can't we just like like the supervillain layers, man? Just watch like 20 channels at once. I know. That would I'm, be great. Oh, my God. Yeah, like you watch the race and the game, play a video game, and it's porn up in the corner. <laughs> yeah. You got to, you got to, yeah, I mean, you got to have Pornhub up yeah. somewhere. I mean, it was, it was on Back to the Future 2. Yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, guys. Let's 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 get this picture and picture and picture and picture shit going. Right. I know back in the day I had a TV that I could do four picture in pictures. I could have a, a picture in picture in each yeah. corner. And that was my first that was my first big screen I ever had. Uh, that was the first big screen I ever had. It was one of them big projection. Yeah. Floor model. Oh, my God. I remember those. Yeah. I had a f- I want to say I had a 50 inch. Mm hmm. And I mean, when you look at what the quality is today, yeah. it just doesn't match up. Yeah, but, it's crazy. It is just it's crazy how technology just like leaps and bounds forward. Oh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think my I don't know if I want to go with a with an Ultra HD or a 4K for my next one. Mm-hmm. But uh, one nice thing is when that one when I do get another one for in the living room, I'll put that big motherfucker down here. OK, you know. I'll put that some bitch down here. For what? It'll be my auxiliary monitor. Ain't gonna fit down here. It'll be like a movie screen. It'll be like a drive-in down here. We'll make it fit. <laughs> we'll make it fit. Hey, it'd be great to do watch-alongs. Yeah. Oh, speaking of watch-alongs, I did watch that hobo with a shotgun. I was just about to ask you. Yeah. Um, it was okay. I'm giving it an okay. Uh huh. Um, it. I wish it would have stuck. It looked like they had a very 70s aesthetic to it, but yeah. then a very now aesthetic to it as well. And I don't think they combined well. I wish they would have stuck with one or the other. 
it, to me, it kind of like it kind of you're I, I agree with you. They're kind of like they want to do like do like a 70s exploitation movie. Yeah. But with a modern take on it, kind of like uh, like a Sin City type mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. And I wish because I love the car that the villains drove. Yes. That car doesn't exist. It looked like a Lotus with going doors. That is awesome. Yeah. The villains themselves, so uh, Slick and Ivan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what, Drake was the guy's name? or I think so. Yeah. Honestly, could not stand them as actors. There seemed to be, now, like in a lot of 70s exploitation films, the people were bad actors because they just had no experience and they worked for the cheap and that's why you got some of the terribleness that was there. Yeah. But nowadays, I think these were good actors that were told to act bad. Right. And my God, they just, it just did not work. I wish they would have gotten either bad actors or just played the parts seriously. Yeah. I mean, Rutger Hauer is pretty badass in the movie. Though. He was the best part of the movie. Yeah. Rutger Hauer is, you know, I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed his performance in the movie. Yeah. But man, it just was, there was weirdness in that. That was like, I couldn't even, but it was, it just kept straddling two worlds. Yeah. And it's like just pick one or the other. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's a it it it's definitely a, a strange movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, and very violence for violence' sake. I mean, yes. it's not even. But the violence wasn't even. I don't I, honestly. It's like, and I'm not spoiling anything when I say these scenes. The the three topless women beating the guy upside down with the baseball bats and just giggling. That, I couldn't even figure out. And yes, as soon, the opening scene when I saw the guy from Trailer Park Boys, and then the one hooker with the accent, I'm like, oh, it's fucking Canadian. It's fucking Canadian. Yeah. I, um, I, and then I couldn't unhear the accents. Well, Jason Eisner, I think, was the director of. It. <laughs> it's, um, like, <laughs> it, it's either Jason Eisner or Evan Husney. It's one of the guys that do Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Who are Canadian. I, but yeah, you're right. Rob Wells is in. I can't unhear that accent. Scene. I cannot unhear that accent when I start hearing it. What I'm a boot? Like, oh. Well, it's uh, yeah, Kurds. It's, it's just Kurds. Yo, I'm your favorite uncle there. It's, oh Jesus Christ! It's like I can't unhear it. Then I'm hearing it now. I'm oh, Rucker Howard doesn't have the accent. No, and like everybody else seems to. But it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but there's some things it was as I said, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Right. So it straddles that line where it's like it was it was an okay movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. And and a lot of violence for the sake of violence. Oh my god, so much violence for the sake of for, for like just no reason. Kind there of, was violence for no damn reason. Well, it's like the machete films. Mm-hmm. It's like the machete movies. Violence for the sake of violence. <laughs> but they have Danny Trejo, so it's all good. Yeah. Anything with Danny Trejo's. He should have been in this one. Ooh. Danny Trejo is playing the part that Rucker Hauer played. No, no, no. Just like as a guy on the side there. Oh, just Danny Trejo. Yeah. Because oh, I... he was in... Uh, we uh, Ryan watched the Muppet Haunted Mansion, too. <laughs> that was awesome. Nice. Yeah, you got to be a fan of the Muppets of the Haunted Mansion to enjoy it. And Danny Trejo's in that. Nice. Um, speaking of movies... I have not... It's, it's released, but I haven't watched it yet. I actually fell asleep during it. Uh, the new Halloween, Halloween Kills. Yeah, I heard it wasn't good. I've heard the same thing. I've gotten nothing but negative reviews about mm. it. Um, I did see some stuff in there. Uh, there's a spot. Oh, shit, here I am talking wrestling again, but you'll understand why in a minute. <laughs> there's a point in the movie where Michael Myers takes a fluorescent light tube out of a 
fixture. <laughs> yeah. You know where I'm going. I love that. I already love this sense. He freaking smashes it on the counter. <laughs> okay. And impales a woman through the freaking jugular with the, the, the light fixture tube. And all I could think was EC dub. EC dub. I'm thinking, isn't that, isn't that glass a little thin for that? Yeah, I would think it would have shattered. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, there's a scene in there that all the garb all the garbage deathmatch wrestling fans were, were they popped, you know they popped. Nick Gage was somewhere beating his dick. The exploding ring match. Well, speaking of exploding ring matches, a couple of weeks ago, um, a couple of weeks ago, Dark Side of the Ring had their episode about Atsushi Onita and FMW mm-hmm. wrestling. And that was kind of like the birth of deathmatch wrestling. Yeah. And got popularized over here. Tonight, as we, well, you know, as we record this on Thursday, the episode tonight is on Rob Black's XPW. Okay. Which was the promotion, kind of the West Coast equivalent of ECW. Yeah, that's right. And actually was around a little bit longer, not longer time-wise, like in a linear sense, but they were around after ECW folded. Mm-hmm. And Rob Black, if you don't know, Rob Black not only he he combined his two great loves, professional wrestling and hardcore pornography. <laughs> he was he was the owner and director <laughs> of an adult film company called Extreme Associates. <laughs> yeah. So tonight's episode of the Dark of Dark Side of the Ring, which I'll be watching after we record, is all about XPW. Okay. Last week's was really good. It was about Luna Vachon. Ah. Um, and I didn't know this. Uh, actually, there was a lot I learned on this episode that I didn't know about Luna. Luna was one of my favorite characters. And I don't really want to call her a character because, mm-hmm. it, you know, Luna, Luna, um, she battled demons her whole life from substance abuse and bipolar disorder and mental health issues. Luna battled that her whole life. And, um, you know, it's, it really is a tragic story about somebody who just, like, she legitimately wanted to be a wrestler. And she got stuck working with girls like Sable. Which she fucked up on a regular basis. Yeah. I think a lot of that was shoot. Did they even mention that? Uh, Well, she did. No. No, actually, oh. she never hurt Sable. Okay. Because she was told... In no uncertain terms. If you put a mark on her face or you hurt her, you will be fired on the spot. Oh, because I could have sworn I remember just seeing her like rip in or maybe it's. No, it was all in a working manner. Okay. It was all in a working manner because Vince, uh, well, the two Vinces, uh, Russo and McMahon Mm. and Kevin Dunn, you know, Bucky Beaver, they all had the edict that if you injure Sable or put a mark on her face, you will be fired instantly. Mm. Same same rules applied to Sonny. Okay. The difference with Sonny and Sable is Sonny actually loved the wrestling business. Yeah. You know, Tammy actually loves the wrestling business. And she's actually a really, really cool person. I, I got to work with her a few years ago at the Haunted House. Mm-hmm. Tammy Tammy Sitch is actually a really cool person. Um, Sable, uh, I don't think Brock's going to hear this, but Sable's a cunt. Well. <laughs> and anybody who's ever dealt with her will tell you that. Yeah, I don't think she... Um, but yeah, the, and the other thing I never knew. Are you a fan of Hell's Kitchen at all? Oh my God, yeah, I love Hell's Kitchen. You remember the dude from uh, the? There was a dude a few years ago. His name was Van. 
kind tall, of tall, bald, bald, Texas from Texas. Yeah, yeah I remember Van. That's fucking Luna Vachon's son. I can, I can actually picture it now. That is Luna Vachon's son. Oh wow! And I'm watching it. I'm and uh, they show his name, Van Hurd. Mm-hmm. Van Hurd. Okay. I'm like, where the hell do I know this guy? I'm thinking, where do I know this guy? Son of a bitch, he was on Hell's Kitchen. So I look up Van Hell's Kitchen, and it's him. Mm. And that was Luna Vachon's son. Damn. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a weird to, to be like a cook. Yeah. A chef is the son of a, a wrestler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Dark Side of the Ring mm-hmm. series. Those guys, Evan Husney and Jason Eisner, they do a really good job of telling some of the forgotten stories in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I saw you drop something in the in the uh, bucket. Yeah, some stuff that's been sitting in my house for a couple months now. Should we uh, have a blast from it, the past? I mean, if you want to. I mean, it's nothing major. I mean, it was stuff that we had actually talked about we are going to do. And you said, shut up before people forget. Well, I'm sure they probably forgot by now. <laughs> I'd, they're all stuck together, though. What were you doing with them? No, they're post-its, and they were in my pocket for, like, weeks. <laughs> that's, that's how post-its work. This is your design, not mine. Well, I figured the best way to, you know, keep them, uh, keep them on things was post-its. So now. Then why can't we just use regular paper like the other ones? See, the little paper is the stars. Yeah. And the big paper is. Well, what, whatever my hand falls on is what we're pulling. We pull the star. Pull the movie star. Boy, I, I hope these get better because I thought they were going to be good. No, is that a no? Dude has two good movies. Woody Harrelson. He has a lot of good movies. What, are you kidding me? Okay. Wag the Dog. Zombieland, one and two. Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers, I'll give you. Venom, the Carnage one. Never saw it. Yeah, he has a lot of good movies. It's hard for us to talk about because we know we have different... You know what? There's one in there, and we can talk about it. Okay. Because I think it's something that I put in there as like, you know, why this will cover a wide range... Saturday Night Live cast members who've gone on to do the movies. Okay, you're on. There you go. See, because I know, because I couldn't just put John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, you know, Eddie Murphy. There's so many that have done so many things. Right. And so many great ones out there. And a lot of dogs. Yeah. I mean, even starting with the original cast, I mean... Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi in the movie called Neighbors. Yes. Strange-ass movie. Very. But a great movie. But, let, okay, hang on. Let's, uh, well, bef- before we get into dissecting mm-hmm. their stuff apart, we got to talk about one of the greatest movies ever made, The Blues Brothers. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say 1941. No, no, <laughs> no, no. That one I didn't care for. We got yeah. to talk about The Blues Brothers. Yeah. One of my all-time favorite movies, um, and I, I miss getting I miss getting texts like this. But my friend Bo, whenever he would see the Blues Brothers on, he would text me that he was watching it because <laughs> that was on a heavy rotation in our VCR. I'll date myself a little bit in our VCR <laughs> in Panama because uh, I mean we had Cine Canal, which was like the 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 local cable company. Yeah. We had, uh, we uh, actually, CNA Canal was like Panamanian HBO. Okay. Um, but we had, we had cable TV, 
But a lot of our we had I Bo and I had huge VHS collections, which I gave away when I fucking left Panama. <laughs> um, but one that was in pretty heavy rotation was the Blues Brothers. Yeah, that's what I enjoy. I love that movie. Uh, I mean, from the opening scene where where um, Elwood pulls up to the prison in a cop car yeah. to pick up his brother on the day he gets released from the clink. And then he's upset. You know, they're, they're, they're driving on and they have the conversation. You traded the Bluesmobile for this piece of shit? <laughs> no, I traded it for a microphone. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> And they're talking about the car. It's got a cop car, cop engine, cop tires. <laughs> and it's a mo- model made before catalytic converter, so it'll run good on regular gas. Yep. And then they jump the freaking, uh, jump the drawbridge. Yeah. That's a great movie. Um, so good. So many, so many great c- just scenes in that movie. Anything, like all of the scenes with Carrie Fisher where she's trying to get at Jake. Yep. Are fantastic, um, and the Motown stuff with uh, with Ray Charles. Yep, uh, when they go to the when they go to the to the to Ray's music. Yep, and the um, was it Gladys Knight running the uh, the? Um, That's not Gladys Knight. Uh, that runs the Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin run the Chicken Place. Yep. I mean, again, awesome stuff, and they just break out in the song, which is great. Yep, and that's when they go get Mac Guitar Murphy. Yep. And then they go to the uh, like a Holiday Inn and find Blue Lou or Magic Murphy and the Murph Tones. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get you know when they're getting the band back together because and they, that statement alone, James Brown is the preacher. We're getting the band back together. Yep, it's that's like, become an iconic statement. Yeah. Um, well, they go to the they go to visit uh, to visit the Penguin, who is the nun who ran the mm-hmm. the orphanage that they were at. And then they go see the Reverend Cleophas Brown, played by the Godfather of Soul, James Brown. And that, such a such a weird premise. They're saving an orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> and and the Illinois Nazis. Oh my you can't God. forget the Illinois Nazis. Stand Illinois Nazis. <laughs> I hate Illinois Nazis. <laughs> that might be one of the few movies that they're you know that, where they actually made fun of Nazis. And like, like nobody seemed to care. No, you know, God, they made him so outlandish. Well, with um, um, oh God, Gibson, his last his name is. I think wasn't Penn one of them too. Penn Gillette, not Penn Gillette, Teller. Uh, Pe- Teller, I think Teller was one of them. Yeah, and <laughs> I and think Henry, Teller was and, one. and Henry Gibson. Yes, Just Henry Gibson, the meekest of Nazis, and driving a fucking gremlin. Yeah, Gr- driving an AMC gremlin. <laughs> And my, my, like the, for me, the iconic line in the movie, it's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark out and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for playing along. That is such a great movie. And that really launched, um, actually, no, that didn't launch Belushi. Because uh, Belushi did Animal House before that. There was Belu- yeah, Belushi was huge at that time. Yeah. Well, Belushi was the first real breakout star yeah. from the cast. Chevy Chase thought he was going to be. That didn't work out so well. Yeah, he did a few. He did a few. Well, the movies that he did were 
Yeah, Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase movies aren't terrible. No, but it's hard to watch them sometimes when you hear how much of an asshole he was on the sets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but let, let's stick with Belushi for yeah. a minute. Uh, Belushi, he's got some all-time greats. Not only the Blues Brothers, but you have the greatest com- or top five greatest comedies of all time: Animal House, mm-hmm. and probably the greatest college movie of all time. Yeah, that's what a lot of people thought college was. I know. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to be a pledge to Delta Tau Chi. <laughs> yeah. Your Delta Tau Chi name, I've given a lot of thought to this. <laughs> Your Delta Tau Chi name is Flounder. Why? No, that was Pinto. Oh, was that Pinto? That was Pinto. Yes. Your name is Pinto. Yeah, why? Why not? <laughs> and I've given a lot of thought to yeah. this. And your name is Flounder. He drops the pin. <laughs> Such a great movie. Oh god. And Belushi Belushi that guy should have been arrested for grand theft because he stole every scene he was in. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite ones and uh there's memes about it. Uh there's memes about it now. The guy, you know, don't be the guy who brings your guitar to the party. <laughs> yeah. And he grabs the guy's guitar while he's playing on the steps and just <laughs> smashes it, hands it back. Sorry. Yep, I think my favorite Belushi moment in that movie might be like when he was in the pirate gear. Yes, and just like swashbuckling around town. Yes, and then like uh, like the rollaways are so great because they say what happened to everybody. Uh, yeah. Douglas C. Niedermeyer killed by his own troops in <laughs> Vietnam, and then uh, uh, who was the one guy? Uh, he was an aide to Nixon. And he was uh, like raped in prison or something. I forget which one that was. I remember. I remember D Day. D Day was yeah. whereabouts unknown. Yeah. <laughs> and John and uh, Senator and Mrs. John Blutarski. Yeah. Washington D.C. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one guy uh, Pinto ended up being like the uh, like the editor for like the national lampoon for national lampoon. Yeah. yeah. Which, which is probably pretty close to the truth depending on that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, you got to give Eugene Levy and, uh, Harold Ramis a ton of credit for writing a classic. Oh. that movie is such it. It's like to, it, you, if any, I, I hope nobody gets the brilliant idea to ever reboot animal house. Be- oh, they all yeah. They always come up with those ideas all the time. You can't do it. No, I mean, first off, that movie was that movie. You cannot make it politically correct. Nope. You can't do it. No. And secondly, there's nobody in the world who can emulate the magic that John Belushi brought to the character of Bluto. Oh yeah, the whole the whole cast was. Oh, was the whole just, cast was great. Was just it worked together. I mean. Niedermeyer, my God, what, you know, and, and Twisted Sister took him and said, we want a Niedermeyer type. Well, let's just get Metcalf. Yeah, let's just get Mark Metcalf. Yeah, let's, let's bring him in, just do the whole thing again. And and Mark Metcalf had a career resurgence thanks to Twisted Sister. Yeah. You know, um, you have a very young Kevin Bacon. That's Kevin Bacon's yes. first movie. Yes. All is well. <laughs> Remain calm. <laughs> Such a such a fantastic movie, mm-hmm. and if in in my panthe in my personal pantheon of Saturday Night Live cast member movies, I've got to put 
Animal House probably number one. I mean, it'd be a, probably yeah. Animal House is definitely the one up there. It's 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 the and I, I I mean I really would have to sit and think about you know I, which ones, but I know I loved Animal House when I was a kid. I mean, I'm such a Belushi freak. I would go I would be, go so far as to one and one a Blues Brothers Animal House. Mm-hmm. They're such great movies. And then Aykroyd has done some fantastic stuff mm-hmm. uh, throughout the years on his own. Oh, yeah. Uh, and one of my favorites, and you may disagree with me on this, but one of my favorites with Dan Aykroyd is him and Chevy Chase in Spies Like Us. That is a hilarious movie. I love that movie. Isn't it, though? I absolutely... The chemistry that those two seem to have on set yes. during just the testing scene... Is, is just amazing. And a lot of that testing scene was improv. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> Number three. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you know what? I'm really not surprised that you enjoy Spies Like Us. Our sensibil- our comedy sensibilities yeah, are, are, are very similar. But uh, Spies Like Us is such a fun movie. Uh, do you remember Dr. Detroit? I love Dr. Detroit. I am going to rip off your head <laughs> and, and shit down, down your, your neck. neck. <laughs> I absolutely love Dr. Detroit when it came out. Oh, Dr. Detroit was such a fun movie. That was a fun movie. And that one's kind of gone the way of uh, of the Betamax tape and nobody yeah. talks about it anymore. No. Well, I mean, it was about a doctor that got somehow got wrapped up in, in saving hookers. Yeah, and becomes a pimp. Yeah. And had that big claw. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And mom was the other pimp. Yeah. Mom? <laughs> it was a- yeah, those those movies. I mean, those are the movies that you know you got to watch. It just—they're fun movies. Yeah, and yeah, they they are terribly politically incorrect in every way, shape, or form at this point in time. Yes, you would never get away with making those movies. No, and these people days. would be like, "Oh my god, you like that?" Yeah, I did. So there, I, and I still do. <laughs> yeah, I don't apologize for it. No, um, you know another. Gr- let's uh, stick with the original cast. Bill Murray has had some fantastic films over the and years. And he still does. And I mean, he still Bill, does. Bill Murray is weirdly, I mean, he's, and he's such a non-comedic straight man. No, he is a great straight man. Yeah, but, but I mean, when I say, I mean, he doesn't like, he's his dry wit. Yes. He's not like, you know, pratfall guffaw. No, that's Chevy. Yeah, and he is just like, you know, from Ghostbusters Yeah. to even like the stuff that he did with, um, even recently with like the incredible life of Steve Zizow. Yeah. You know, just all his, his whole career has just been like just one strange thing after another. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's done some really, I mean, of course you got Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah. That was another one that, oh, they shouldn't have made a sequel, but oh my God, that was. Oh, the sequel to Cat. And I love Jackie Mason. Yeah. But the Caddyshack two should not have been done. Yeah. That movie, the original Caddyshack was damn near comedy perfection. Yeah, and <laughs> all the Murray brothers messing with stuff. Yep. Well, yeah, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, Eddie, uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Of course, you got Bill in there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, didn't Brian play? He was the head of the caddies. Yeah, he was. It was like, and he was. He's the unra- underrated Murray brother. Yeah, he really is. I mean, because he was on SNL as well. He did Weekend Update back in the day. Yes, he did. And he he is still, you know. 20 bucks at the kid picks his nose. <laughs> uh, come on. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, oh, yeah. Pay up. <laughs> 20 more if he eats it. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that he eats it. Yeah. Spalding. <laughs> yeah. With Spalding. Yeah. 
Oh, God. But Bill Murray is the groundskeeper in that. Oh, was I'm watching you, Mrs. Balderdash. <laughs> yeah, well, Dan Aykroyd was in that one, wasn't he? I think Aykroyd... No, Aykroyd was in two. It's the second one. That's right. I'm getting them confused now. Aykroyd played the greenskeeper in two. Mr. Elderhouse. <laughs> yes. The one the one thing I loved about the Bill... Ke- the, the My favorite scene from Bill Keeper's Groundkeeper is like when they, You have to kill the golfers. If I uh, kill all the golfers, you'll lock me away and throw away the key. No. Golfers. Golfers. <laughs> Not my help. Nobody can understand what you're saying. <laughs> So the one time I was carrying for the llama, the uh, Dalai Lama, 12 son llama, big hair llama, and uh, hits the ball into, you know, over the, into a chasm. And so we're back at uh, back after 18, and uh, I'm, hey, cat, llama, how about a little something for the effort? And he tells me, gunga, 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 which means on your deathbed you will have absolute spiritual consciousness which i got going for me which is nice <laughs> <laughs> and chevy was in that too yeah uh he played uh ty yeah now i know that uh, they only had one scene together but the that be- was by design but behind the scene yeah they did not care for oh each they other. hated each other yeah actually i think it was kind of a one-way thing because it probably was. It, I think it was more Bill Murray was, was still pissed off at him for leaving SNL. No, no. Chevy Chase was the one. He he, he hit he hit Bill Murray. And, oh, that's right. When Chevy came back to host, yeah. he punched Bill Murray. Yeah, it's like, and not only that, I mean, the stories that I've heard about him backstage, he's just, I mean, the cast members universally do not like him. What, Chevy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that I mean, that seems to be a consistent thing throughout his career. He took himself way more seriously than which, he should have. Which is strange. Whenever I hear them talk about Chevy backstage, it sounds almost like they're talking about Norm MacDonald, how he normally was. Right. You know, because Chevy would not say that stuff in public. And then behind the scenes, he was calling people gay. Yeah. Useless. You should be fired. Norm MacDonald did that stuff, but he did it. Right to your face, right on yeah. camera. Yeah, you're pretty, uh, pretty horrible over there. <laughs> okay, from who else can we think of from the original cast? Oh well, I know they've all done things. Jane Curtin was more on TV. Lorraine, yeah. Lorraine Newman, they got their break in Coneheads. Yes. Um, Garrett Morris was in the stuff. Yep. And uh, so he was like, still, he was like doing these little bit parts as well. Right. But they all weren't really breakout. No. I, the next, I think the next real big breakout guy was Eddie Murphy. Oh, my God. And I mean, just what a career, you know. And that's another guy who has forgotten where he where he made his bones, I think. Well, he had a, he, well, he got upset because David Spade made fun of him and no one in SNL, like, kind of backed him up. Nobody chin-checked Spade for it. Yeah, and nobody was going to because it was funny. Right, it was hilarious. Yeah, he he was making, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy was making all these great movies, and then all of a sudden, he started making crap like The Golden Child. Yep. And some of this garbage, and all David's base said, oh, look, a falling star. Yeah. <laughs> and that was all it took. Yep. And Eddie Murphy didn't set foot on uh, on SNL for until the 40th anniversary yep. show. Yeah. And then it was just a little bit. And then refu- he refused to do any bits mm-hmm. cuz if you if you watched the if you watched the Saturday Night Live 40 special. Yeah. Um Bill Murray or not Bill Murray. Ackroyd brought back the Super Passomatic. Yep. Uh you know, some of the guys, some of the old school guys recreated some of their best mm-hmm. bits. Um you know, and, and Murphy, but let's get back to Murphy's movies. 
Murphy, um, his first one, I think, off of SNL was probably 48 Hours. Okay. The original 48 Hours, which is a, a great movie. Yep. And then, uh, of course, 48 Hours 2 was also a really good movie. Um, But Murphy went on to probably, I would say, probably the biggest commercial success as far as a movie career that any of the SNL alums yeah. have had. Because, uh, I mean, for the longest time, the hits just kept on coming. 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop. Yep, Trading Places. Trading Places with him and Ackroyd. And Trading Places also inspired a little Dorney Park back of the bus chant that I recall. Which one? Um bully, um bully, um bully, um bully, yeah, yeah. That I, that was in that movie. Yes, it was. I forgot about yes. that. <laughs> when Eddie Mur- when Eddie's playing the uh, the uh, guy from Kenya, the guy, the Kenyan. Yep. Yeah, and and they're 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 on the train, and then they do that chant, and we we did that chant. Although ours was, we would bless Norm. Yes, <laughs> that was some freaking. Uh, I mean, uh, trading places was a. That was a great movie. Oh my, my God! So was ever. It's just and it, and it's an old story. Yeah, and it's an older story that it just they read that and they just wonderful. Yes. Can we turn? Can we ruin a guy's life, mm-hmm. and at the same time turn another guy's life around? Yep. And that scene in the stock market, there is actually an Eddie Murphy rule in the stock market now. What you can and cannot do on the stockroom floor. Okay. I forget. It's because they were able to buy up all this stuff cheap, and then sell OJ at whatever, and then they were promised all that stuff. There's done a rule now. They can't. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's uh, art of it's pump. It's artificially pumping yeah. the price, and it's based off. Of, and it's called the Eddie Murphy rule. Huh? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, he they they he changed the stock market. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Murphy changed a lot of things. Yeah. And you know, I mean, his his comedy specials back mm-hmm. in the oh my back God. in the eighties. Raw was just something you had to watch. Yes, and Delirious. Delirious. Was too. I like I like Raw better. Raw was a little more. Uh, that was that was a little later on, but there is some off color shit on there that would absolutely not oh, get yeah. done today. Oh yeah. The which the, always surprised me. You know, when everybody like likes to cancel everybody for stuff that they said decades ago. Oh, Murphy. You're okay with it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I point you, Exhibit A will be his Honeymooners bit from Raw. Yep. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube, kids. Yep. Look it up on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, but I that's why I think some... It's it's. I don't think people are really offended. I think at some point people just get a buck up their ass about one person. Right. They And, and you're 100% right. Um, somebody pisses in somebody's Cheerios, John Gruden. Um, <laughs> and you know, all of a sudden he's fired, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, we have to cancel him when, if you go back and you look at the greatest, some of the greatest comedians of all time, like comedians today, uh, I'm going to go off on a little, little tangent here. Comedians today would not exist the way they do and not be able to do the things that they do today Without the guys like Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. that pushed the envelope, and without guys like Dice Clay who pushed the envelope, and Sam Kinison, even Buddy Hackett, Buddy Hackett, and I'm gonna take you back even further. The guy that they can all throw it back to is Lenny Bruce. Damn right, Lenny Bruce. That's right. Lenny Bruce was arrested multiple times for obscenity charges mm-hmm. for saying fuck on stage. Yep. 
you know and you know the it's it's it i don't know i don't even want to go in there Let's go on to the next. Let's go on to the next cast member we can think of. Joe Piscopo. Piscopo. <laughs> Johnny. Johnny Dangerous. Johnny Dangerously and and Dead Heat. Dead Heat. I forgot about that. Oh my God! Dead Heat is so much fun. Piscopo. <laughs> I liked Piscopo I, on SNL. I liked Piscopo on SNL too. His Frank Sinatra. Yes. The uh, the one, uh, especially the one he did with uh, with Eddie Murphy yeah. when he did Ebony and e- Ivory. Ebony and Ivory. Oh my God! That is so great. Yep, and that's oh god that. But Piscopo was was awesome on SNL. Yes, all the goofy stuff that they did. Uh, uh then then the stuff with him that he did. Uh, you know what I hate him in. Uh, well, you're thinking that's uh, wasn't that that was Billy Crystal and uh, Christopher Guest. That's right, it was Billy Crystal. I yeah. wanted to think yeah, that I, was that was the magic season where they they hired people that were already famous. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're right. You're right. We jumped ahead a little bit there, <laughs> but Piscopo. I mean my. The only movie I can think of off the top of my head that Piscopo really stands out is Johnny Dangerously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He he played the the psychopath, and that's Danny Vermin. Yep, Danny Vermin. My mother put me on a hook once. 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 You shouldn't kick me in the balls. Another, s- another good one from that season. From that season, Tim Kazarinski. Uh, Tim Kazarinski. He the he Police was, Academy yes. movies. And I absolutely, he did a like a doctor that just did great puns. Yes. During Weekend Update. And I absolutely loved the puns that he would pull out. Right. And sometimes they were so groaners. And they were the original dad jokes, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And people would groan at them. He would roll it. Well, he took that character and like kind of made it into Sweet Chuck. Yeah. Which I absolutely love Sweet Chuck when he was doing his thing. Oh, God. Yeah. The, uh, the Police Academy <laughs> movies, Mr. Sweet Chuck, he, he started out as a shop owner. Yes. And then becomes a cop. Yeah. Or actually, the citizen's on patrol. Yeah, but he, the way he turns into a cop. And him and Bobcat. Him and Bobcat. And Bobcat terrorized him when he was a store but, owner. Yeah, but they work so well together. Yes. Those two were such... I mean, you know, that's like an iconic duo there. Yeah, Kazarinski They, they could have had their own show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bob Kazarinski and Tim and Bobcat Goldf- or Tim Kazarinski yeah. and Bobcat Goldthwait. That would have been a better Car 54 Where Are You reboot. Than they than they did with um, oh the guy from uh, hot 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 Hollywood Dolls I can't remember his name Buster Poindexter Buster Poindexter played Tootie and it was like that would have been a better reboot than that piece of crap yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> now I'm thinking about Bobcat Goldthwait I loved Bobcat back he, in the day uh, he never yeah he never made SNL no he never did um who who else can we think of uh, I'm I'm just trying to go through the um. Of course, hang on. We got to go over the magic season. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, my God. That Well, that season had Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Joan Cusack, uh, Randy Quaid. Um, that also had Terry Sweeney and Denitra Vance. Yeah. But, but those first four, I mean, they went on for movies. I mean, Randy Quaid was Cousin Eddie. Yeah. And everybody has a Cousin Eddie in their family. Yeah. Some of us multiple. Yeah, I mean, my when we go up to uh, New Hampshire, somehow I'm Cousin Eddie. I don't know how that happens. I don't know why that works. I don't know. I don't know why I'm the Cousin Eddie. You know, now that I think about you know, now <laughs> that we bring that season up, I misspoke. Eddie Murphy did not have the best movie career of an SNL alum. Of, of an SNL alum. You're thinking Downey? Downey. 
Dude, let's go through. Well, Daniel yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, not even counting all the Marvel stuff. No, we'll, we can keep the MCU stuff out of it. Yeah, less than zero. Weird science. Weird science. Uh, I mean, such great movies until he went off the rails. Yeah, you know, he he was he did, Chaplin. Yes, his Charlie Chaplin is Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. That movie is that movie's awesome. Uh, I mean, and Robert Downey Jr. is a, he's a fantastic actor and with a tremendous range. He could do comedy. He could do superhero. He could do serious. There's not much Downey can't do. And if you want to cast Downey, Robert Downey Jr. in anything, I'm all the fuck aboard. I'm telling you, I, I, I mean, if you look at like a lot of his early stuff, I mean, he was the perfect Tony Stark to be cast. Oh, yeah. Sarcastic. And yes. just Because that's he was even like that back then. Oh, and. Oh, what's the one Ben Stiller he did? Um, oh, the one where he, he played a black guy. Yes, Tropic Thunder. That one. <laughs> you never go full retard. I just, I was like, you and you people. What do you mean you people? What do you mean you people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, the method actor and to get, he, you know, I'm playing a black guy. Yeah. So whatever. That was, that was uh, awesome. Yeah, Tropic Thunder was a good, that uh, was a good movie. Uh, of course, like you said, Randy Quaid. Yeah. Anthony Michael Hall was in the, you know, a lot of the movies that we watched growing up. Yeah, the original Vacation. Right, the original Vacation. Um, the Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. The and Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. He's actually in the new Halloween. He's in Halloween I'm Kills. trying to think which one. Now, I know that he was like, I'm trying to, the timeline. Weird but- Science. Uh, yeah, the timeline in my head of where he was, because he was growing up in those. Like, where was he, Rusty? Where was he, Farmer Ted? Right. Where? I mean, I know he had braces in a couple of them. He had and, braces in the original Vacation. And Farmer Ted had braces. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall's had a pretty healthy movie career afterwards. And he did some other TV stuff, too. He did, uh, uh, USA did a dead zone tv show I, the dead zone oh he was awesome in that yes i remember there was one particular scene that i love he was trying to talk to a casino owner yeah and they just wouldn't talk blow him off so he decided i'm gonna gamble and using whatever powers he had he was able to win consistently so finally they just said you know ah uh, you know we're, we're gonna buy you can keep your money i just want to talk to you yeah it's <laughs> a great great uh great show um Let's go on a little bit later. Will Farrell. You know, I know you. I, don't I, like- I know. Uh, I. I mean, I can. Uh, I can. I will try. I will try. I mean, I, Will Farrell movies are just so ugh to me. I Talladega Nights, Elf, and I know them too because I've seen most of I, them. I, I. I'm not a fan of Elf. I don't really like Christmas movies. The only reason I ever watch Elf is because Artie Lang is in it. Is he? I forget. Yeah, Artie's in there. Um, I'm not a big fan of Christmas movies. I own two. I own Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas and A Wish for Wings That Work. That's it. Those are the only two Christmas movies I watch every year other than A Christmas Story. Yeah. But, um, like, Elf, I I never got the big deal of it. I never got the big deal about Elf. Well, you know, they're not terrible. I mean, some of the concepts are, are pretty funny. But, you know, and Will Ferrell, I'm going to say, even though I don't like him, the roles that they put him in, he is perfect for. Yes. Nobody else could have been Ricky Bobby. No. And he did that well. He did Elf well. Um, Night at the Roxbury. 
that movie is the shit. <laughs> it's funny in parts. Yeah, but that that is a you know a category of it in and of itself. Sketches they made movies about. Sketches uh, <laughs> sketches that they made movies about, and by and large they did not work. Some um, I don't know. I think I think uh, I think it's almost an even keel. I think it's a fifty fifty split. If you look at the ones that worked and against the ones that didn't work, okay, you know, um, yeah. Well, you got you know Coneheads, Wayne's World. Wayne's World worked. Yeah. Uh, oh well, that's another Blue, one. Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Um, I'm trying. I'm just trying to think of off the top of my head. Uh, Molly Shannon had one superstar. Yeah, that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> they never did a Spartans cheerleader movie though, which I'm surprised. Oh God, <laughs> Farrell is a cheer a male cheerleader. That yeah. guy. That guy was great. Yeah. And now, him. Now, and that was the part of SNL that I I may not like Farrell, but the, him with the cowbell stuff and the. He was funny at moments, and uh, him and the him and uh, who the hell was his, played his wife? Sher- were, Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry, where they were the lounge act. Yes, yes. I'm surprised oh they never did a movie. Oh my of that. god, that one was hilarious too. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, th- those were great sketches, but we're talking movies here. Yeah, you know, one that they did, and it's got another. It's based on an SNL sketch that uh, Farrell's in, and of course with the guy who created the character. The ladies' man. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> See, if you with some skank, she says, I don't want to do it in the butt. Say, that's okay. We'll find something else. Yeah, I, I could not get into that movie. You, uh, I thought it was funny in parts. Yeah. Um, Tim Meadows. I like Tim Meadows. Oh, yeah. Tim Meadows is great. I like Tim Meadows. But there are some sketches that they just, I don't know. They just don't work. Right. But, but the ladies' man always worked. Yeah. I like the ladies' man sketches because he drinks Cuvatier. <laughs> Chris Rock was another one that got Chris Rock CB4 and um, oh I'm so glad you brought up that movie that was another one that was on constant rotation mm -hmm. in the barracks in Panama to the point where Bo and I could and Zeke too could quote that shit chapter and verse what's he doing here I just had to kiss your ass (laughs) CB4 was great. That was that was straight out of Compton before straight out of Compton, yeah. but with a funny twist. Mm-hmm. It would and it really was. If you watch them, if you a b those movies, CB4 is a comedic retelling of NWA. Oh man, <laughs> surprise! Ice Cube didn't have anything to say about that. Cube, I think Cube is in the movie. Oh well, okay. Then Cube's okay. in CB4. Then he's okay with it. Yeah, like because it's it's a mockumentary yeah type piece with the the wonderful Christopher Elliott, another SNL alum, another SNL alum. Chris, oh, he's one that just oh that, he he made Cabin Boy. Yep. And few- oh God, Cabin Boy! I forgot about that. Uh, he he was in the uh, mm. the uh, scary movie franchise. Yeah, hit my hand, take my take hand. my little hand. It's strong. <laughs> Oh God! But uh, Chris Elliott, uh, he plays the the documentarian in CB4. Okay, and they do like footed. Uh, they do interview pieces where they're talking to famous rappers, and one of them that they talk to is Ice Cube. <laughs> they're talking to Cube. He's like, "Yeah, I see his pops. He was we was at a pork picnic or something. I, I just wanted to play it cool, right?" And then Flavor Flav, <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. 
He dips his hands in his ice water, fucking shakes it off. Yeah, yeah. They straight up perpetrators, dog. They real fucking fake, kid. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that, I mean, Chris Rock was awesome in that. And that had another, uh, a brother of an SNL alum, Charlie Murphy. Charlie Murphy. That was Charlie Murphy's big break. Uh, See, that's the best thing about some, even the SNL movies, whether they were good or they didn't, they always brought more of their friends and their cast with them. Oh, yeah. I mean, John. nobody would know who John C. Riley is if it wasn't for Farrell. Well, yeah, well, he started in Days of Thunder. Nobody would know <laughs> who John C. Riley is without <laughs> Talladega Nights. I, I think they would have known something there. People who live on IMDb would know, <laughs> you know, but OK, I'll give you I'll, I'll be a little more fair to John C. Riley. He would not be nearly as famous. There would have been no Dewey Cox story <laughs> had there been no Days of Thunder. And that was all feral. No, not that. No, not Talladega Nights. Or Talladega Day, Nights. Yeah, Days of Thunder was a serious role. Right, right. For, I forgot about that. Do, have you seen that one? Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? Not yet. It's on my list. It's it's not bad. Uh, John Riley plays Dewey Cox, yeah. uh, down like kind of a down and out country singer. Mm-hmm. Pretty good movie. Yeah, it's 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 one of them on my list, you know. But I had but I had to watch some hobo freaking movie first or something. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with hobo with a shotgun. But you brought up Night at the Roxbury. That may be my single least favorite SNL spinoff movie. I I did not like it. I mean, it was it, it's it's like a a fun watch. Of course, when they do the throop box over the head at the end of it. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Chris Kattan. Oh, Chris Kattan's funny. I'm not a big fan of Chris Kattan's. Oh. I'm not I, I'm not a Kattan house. Yeah, he 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 had so many great characters and I wish there was not a, a, a mango movie there should have been. There should have been a doctor a Mr. Peepers movie. A Mr. Peepers movie would have been Gold, yeah, gold. <laughs> okay, let's go down. Let's go down that rabbit hole for a second. What SNL sketches should have been made movies but weren't? I'm saying Mr. Peepers right away. Mr. Peepers, Fernando might have made a good one. Fernando, oh, you're marvelous. Yes, for the church lady, the church lady of Dana ma- Carvey would have made it. We awesome. forgot about Dana Carvey. Oh yeah, Dana Carvey had- and and and. Uh, um, there's, Chris Farley. There's one from years ago. I don't know if you've ever seen it called Moving. No, I don't think R- I have. Randy Quaid is in it and Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey plays a person with multiple personalities. Okay. And all he has to do is drive a car across the country. And they keep showing bits of him being these other personalities. He shows up, the doors are gone, the roof is gone. Right. I mean, but and that was like one of his first roles. And Randy Quaid plays the neighbor... Yeah. Of the title character played by Richard Pryor. And in his new house, Randy Quaid plays the brother of the original neighbor that they didn't get along with. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My favorite scene from him is he is like one of the first scenes in the movie. He has the paper boy by the neck and he's grabbing him. And he's like, said, look at this. This is a bush. Green, leafy, soft. And over here, this is a porch. Hard, gray, concrete. Bush Porch. <laughs> oh God. I can see some people around here doing that. Yeah. Oh. It's one of my 
<laughs> it's always one of my favorite scenes. Okay, but back back yeah. to, back to <laughs> SNL skits that could have been made movies and maybe should have been made movies. Um, well, you mentioned Chris Farley. I think that a motivational speaker, a Matt Foley movie, a, would have been fantastic. A Matt Foley saves the world. Would have been <laughs> yes, a Matt Foley movie would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> That would have been great. Just a crescendo at the end where he's in front of maybe Shea Stadium. And, yep. He's, and, and talking to like, like somehow he actually gets up and he's going to motivate the entire crowd. He becomes Tony Robbins. Yeah. You know, and the stage collapses. Right. Or just because that's what would happen to Matt Foley. Right. And he you know, finally finds his way out of the van down by the river. <laughs> just to see the van. Just to see the van down, down by, by the, the river. river. <laughs> My name is Matt Foley. I'm a motivational speaker. I am thrice divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> One of my favorite fucking SNL characters ever. Chris Farley was a genius. Oh, my God. Was he ever? He was a genius. His movies were, I mean, Tommy Boy. Mm -hmm. Um, Anything with him and Spade was classic. Oh, yeah. Those two just played off each other so well. Oh, yeah. They were writing partners on the show. Oh, yeah. And Spade and Farley, that was a great team. Um, uh, Tommy Boy. Mm -hmm. uh, What the heck was another one? Black Sheep. Black Sheep. They did so much fun stuff together. And it, it... it really broke Spade's heart when Farley died. Mm-hmm. Broke a lot of people's hearts, but sta- Spade oh, especially. Yeah. That was, you know, they were, you know, they were, they were thick as thieves, those two. And Spade had some really good movies too. PCU. Yep. And Joe Dirt. Yeah. The the amount, yeah, the amount of SNL. Um, I mean, you get if you can't make it after being on SNL. Oh. Yeah. You really did something wrong. Right. Um, I. You know what? I would have. Let's go back a little yeah. bit. It would have been really hard to do, but I think it would have been fun. An hour and a half with the Killer Bees. Dear God. <laughs> Dear God. Just their their adventures across the Southwest I, looking oh for pollen. Oh my God! But I, you would have had you would have had to have Elliot Gould. Yeah, I mean, and um, the guy that played Father Guido Sarducci. Oh God, Dom Herrera. Dom Herrera. Yeah, you'd have to have him in there. I I always loved. No, I lo- it's not Dom Herrera. Well, yeah, it's Dom Herrera. I don't think so. No, Dom Herrera isn't. Oh no, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of somebody else now. But his name is Dom. Something. Yeah, it's Dominic Dom, Dom something. Yeah, but yeah, Cavello. It's not Dom Cavello. Yeah, but yeah, Father. Oh God, a Father Guido Sarducci movie. Yeah, <laughs> I loved his bits too. Yeah, I thought he was. I mean, and you're talking now. Remember, I SNL original. I was a real little kid. I thought he was a real like you know person. Catholic priest. Yeah, uh, the Va- he was the Vatican gossip reporter. Yeah. yeah. Father Guido Sarducci. Oh, God. Can you imagine him doing like a weekend update style movie? Hmm. That would have been tough, I think. Yeah. You because every every weekend update had its own flow. Yeah. Its own style. And I often wonder, because right now we're in a long ass tenure with the current cast. Yeah. And I, I wonder what's going to be next. I don't know. You know, I mean, you didn't think about when when Colin um, Quinn took over for Norm McDonald. I mean, he flat out acknowledged that, you know, hey, I'm just kind of doing this. This is, you know, I'm the substitute teacher. Go easy on me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but Colin, Colin Quinn killed it. Yeah. I like I'm, I'm a big f- fan of Colin Quinn. 
I love Colin. I remember Remote Control. Oh, yeah. oh God. Yeah. <laughs> remote Control. That was such a cool show. And that had Sandler on it, too. Adam Sandler was on that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and I loved young Adam Sandler. Yeah. I I, a, that's another guy we forgot yep, to talk about. And I had about. a first couple albums. But then I noticed he started playing the same character in all of his movies. Yeah. Every, everything was Little Nicky. Yeah. It just... it. Uh, or, or, or Billy Madison. Billy Madison was like just like it was the immature person with the freeloading friends who yeah. would just get and scream at things. Yeah. And, and that was funny on SNL. Some of his, but some of his, like you said, some of his early records were great. Oh. Some of his early records were great. Yeah. Um, uh, Piece of Shit Car. <laughs> yep. One of mine. my favorite comedy songs. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite comedy songs. Um, then Anything with the Goat. <laughs> the goat was weird. The goat was oh yeah, fuck me the goat. <laughs> Steve Polychronopolis. Steve Polychronopolis. Uh, I'm surprised they never did a Canteen Boy movie. Oh, no way they're gonna do a Canteen Boy movie. No goddamn way. To, Especially the, now. Well, they had they had to put on a uh, a warning after the fact. Well, before the fact of re-airings of that. Yeah. To say yes, Canteen Boy is a full grown adult. That happens to just enjoy scouting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, no matter what, they weren't going to make it, you know. I'm surprised that I'm surprised they never did a Goat Boy movie. I'm glad they never did a Goat Boy. I like Jim Brewer. I hate Brewer. I like I like Jim Brewer. I can't stand because him. Because <laughs> I, I, I do like him. I love this metal stuff when he's kind of making fun of metal and stoners and stuff the, like that. Well, he did a movie... Uh, what was the stoner movie he did? It wasn't Dazed and Confused. Uh, how half, high? Half Baked. Half Baked. Half Baked he wasn't bad in. Um, but I think Half Baked was pretty much carried by Chappelle. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, but the entire cast. Stephen Wright as the guy on the couch. Yeah. was. I mean, that was a great scene. And the guy, you know, cussing out his guys at the burger place. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean... I'm, uh, Goat Boy was probably the, uh, I couldn't the worst character. I couldn't stand Goat Boy. Me neither. I didn't like Goat Boy. I, I but then again, like I said, I'm not a fan of Brewer at but all. But Brewer did good uh, good Pesci stuff. Oh, his Joe Pesci's fantastic. And, and when Pesci came on and, and then beat him, yeah, that was hilarious. Well, his Pesci stuff. Like I don't mind some of the stuff he did on SNL. Some of the stuff he did on SNL was really funny. Yeah. Like his Pesci is fantastic. And I do got to give him credit. He does a spot on Lars Ulrich. <laughs> yes. Spot on Lars Ulrich, complete with a dickish demeanor. <laughs> and his Brian Johnson is second to none. Oh yeah. His Brian Johnson is fantastic. But he always like fashions himself as the metal comic. You're not the metal comic. <laughs> The metal comic is Brian Posehn. He'd be happy to hear that. Brian Posehn is the metal comic, followed closely by Jim Florentine. Oh, yeah. You know, and... Uh, and Go ahead, say it, say it. Nope, 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 nope. Fuck Don Jameson. Okay. <laughs> Fuck Don Jameson. Don Jameson. That name always sounds like the person who would run, like, you know, the late night, like, dance party. Like Don Jameson's dance party or something. Yeah. Like on night flight. Yeah. <laughs> A, he's a he's a low rent DJ. It's like, that's what it's it's like. And we're gonna hook up to John Jameson's dance party. There you go. That, that seems about right. I never wonder. Well, everybody's got to have that asshole friend, you know. Every group has to have that I know. asshole I friend. Mean, I got mine. Yeah, 
Why are you pointing at me for? I did not point. I th- that is not a point. That you, is that's a, a hand gesture in my direction. <laughs> Our asshole uh, friend was here last week. <gasps> oh, I didn't say that. I did not say that. Speaking of our asshole friend, <laughs> this weekend, this weekend, we're going to have a special guest working with us at the Halls of Horror on a side note. Um, Jim's coming to play with us for the weekend. So anybody who comes down to the Halls of Horror this weekend, you'll see our friend Jim Miller. Looking forward to it, buddy. Yes, and feel and feel free to if if uh, to sing the song Blue to him. Well, no, this is this is actually going to air after the weekend. Oh, damn it. Well, if anybody sees Jim, just sing the song Blue to him anyway. Yes, he loves uh, it. Yeah. It's his favorite song. Favorite song. It's his favorite song. All right, back to SNL. All right, let's see. Two, try to think of some ones that we... Because there's so many that we... I know that we haven't spoken. Imagine a samurai movie. Well, a John Belushi samurai movie. Well, that might work. It, uh, I think it would have worked in the right setting. Yeah. I loved Belushi's Samurai. <laughs> it was gibberish. Like, well, yeah. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying again. Trying to think of some sketches that really would have went well. You know, Phil Hartman was another one. That was Hartman, a genius. Yep. Yes, uh, another one gone, and another one gone way too soon. Mm-hmm. Phil Hartman was a fantastic performer. His Frankenstein. <laughs> His Frankenstein was with him great. Oh, between him, Lovitz, and Neeland. Yes. With that whole thing, Tonto, Frankenstein, and um, who was Neelan? I forget who the hell Neelan played. A Tarzan. Tarzan, yes. yeah, and Love is Tonto, and it's like, <laughs> they just the interviews, and they would take it so seriously. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Lovitz is another one that had some pretty fun stuff. Yes. The Devil, yeah. Master Thespian would have made a good movie. Him and Hartman again. Yeah, or Lithgow. Uh, well, well, Lithgow and Lithgow, Lithgow and Lovitz in a Master Thespian movie. Yes. Uh, but you would have had to throw Hartman in there, too. Well, yeah. Because Hartman, well, because uh, Lithgow would have to play Bordelais. If you are, yeah, but if you're going to do anything in that era, you got to pull as many people as you can in because those casts were so, that's why those years were so wonderful. They were stacked. Some of the sketches were god awful. But they made them work. Yeah, because the casts were stacked. Yeah. Caveman Lawyer, by definition, was a pretty dumb sketch. Hartman pulled it off. Hartman made it work. Hartman pulled it off. Uh, there, there wasn't much. I never, I don't recall ever seeing a Phil Hartman dud. Oh, they probably had a few. I'm sure there was a few, but I <laughs> yeah. don't recall them. You know, his his stuff stands up pretty well. Mm. But hang on. He did Caveman Lawyer a couple of times. Yeah. There's one character in particular, and it wasn't Hartman. It was done one time, but it's become so completely iconic that everyone knows it. Eddie Murphy's James Brown. Oh, yeah. Everyone knows Hot Tub. Yep. He only did James Brown once. Yep. The James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub Party. Yep. That's all he needed to do it. Can you imagine a Gumby movie with Eddie Murphy? Oh, my God. That'd be freaking hilarious. <laughs> I'm Gumby, damn it. <laughs> now, when he did come back to SNL, I think one or two years ago, I think it was last year, maybe. It was recently. He came back. Actually, it was probably this season. Okay. And he, he redid a lot of his older stuff. Really? Yeah. Mr. Robinson, oh Gumby. Oh, God. Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood yeah, was so but good. But 
But in all honesty, it didn't age. I mean, he did Velvet Jones for crying out. None of it aged well at all. Oh, God. The Velvet Jones School of Technology. I yeah. want to be a hoe. Yeah. Yeah. None of it. None of it really aged very well. And I wish they would have like given him more to do. But it seemed like he was just kind of playing the hits. Yeah. Um, another one I think he only did once was Little Richard Simmons. Oh, my God. I remember that one. Oh. That was another one everybody kept singing along to. Oh, God. <laughs> that that was a Dorney Park bus sing-along. Oh, yeah. That was a sing Amazing. One time we see these things. Yep. And they just stick in your head forever. Good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> Look like a hog. <laughs> well, you better stop running because it's much too late to jog. <laughs> Oh God. oh God! That was that was such a great sketch, but once again, it's back when you could be politically incorrect, you know, because that sketch would yeah. not play well today. I mean, there still is a level of definite political incorrectness. Yeah, but I think there's also like they have to wink and a nod. Oh, we we know this is bad, but that's why we're doing it, right? You yeah. know, um. What were some of the movies Hartman did? Now that we, Hartman did Jingle All back, the Way. Getting back to movies. Hartman did Jingle. Okay, Jingle All the Way. I'm trying to think. Of, I know he did a lot of TV. He did news radio for TV. Yep, yeah, he did news radio. I'm and trying to think. That was he, where we got our first exposure to Joe Rogan as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I didn't watch news radio that much. I knew uh, of it. I didn't either, but Ro- I know Joe Rogan was on there back in the day. Because, um, I mean, there was a lot of char- like Dave Foley was on there. Steven Root. Yeah. Um, a lot of great character actors were on there. Yeah. which And made, guys from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, which made it just really good. Yeah. But I'm trying to think. I don't know if I could even think of a lot of Hartman movies. No, he was cut down fairly early. Yeah. Actually, very early. It was, I think yeah. he was in his early 40s when mm-hmm. he died. It was almost 30 years ago, I think. Yeah, it's closing. It's got to be closing in on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Spade's done some great stuff uh, since then. Uh, Dana Carvey's done some great stuff, but then Dana Carvey's also done some stuff that was not so good. Yeah, they all have. I mean, yeah, but I mean, I think, and I and I don't think they mean to do bad films. Well, no, nobody wants to do a bad movie, you know. And also, they want to get paid as well. Oh yeah, I mean, it's hard to turn down you any know, big movie check. I mean, there there are people that you know. I mean, I love watching. There's a, a series I watch called uh, Minty's, um, like, Comedic Arts. Right. And he talks about 10 things you didn't know about certain movies. Okay. And when they, oh, they talk about casting choices. And when they think, like, oh, yeah, you know, this iconic movie. Jack Nicholson was asked to do it. And he, he declined it. Yeah. You know, things like that. And it's like, yeah, that's the kind of... And I'm sure that, like, you know, when you get a level of clout, you can say, no, nah, I'm not doing that script. But then there's another level where it's like, oh, I want to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody wants to get paid. And, you know, there's a f- there's a kernel of truth in pretty much everything unless it's something involving Hulk Hogan in movies. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Oh god. Dude, I don't know if you saw this. Somebody posted a thing. Um kind of get we'll get off the SNL thing for just a second. Somebody posted a thing uh Hulk Hogan's biggest lies he's been caught in. One of them was that Darren Aronofsky offered him the part of Randy the Ram Robinson in The Wrestler three times, and Hogan turned it down because he said he didn't deserve it. And Aronofsky, Darren Aronofsky came flat out and said, no, 
he was never even fucking thought of. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, but, um, you know the the recent the recent SNL people. Yeah, very recent, except for Keenan Thompson, right? Who's been there now for almost twenty years. Really? Has it been that long? It has been that long. I but wow. it, yeah. And but he did the Fat Albert movie. Which <laughs> the Good Burger movie. But yeah, the Fat Albert movie was great. I never saw it. Oh, you know what? The it was actually a pretty decent movie and like I probably got panned a lot. The funny part about the Fat Albert movie was that now, after the Fat Albert movie came out, they wanted Keenan to, to make fun of Bill Cosby on SNL. Well, he did a Cosby impression. Yeah, but he it wasn't a bad Cosby impression. Like, it wasn't the Cosby impression they wanted him to do. Oh, okay. Like, they wanted him to, like, you know, make Cosby out to seem like a bad guy. And Keenan famously said, I know where my bread's buttered. Yeah. And and then something happened to Cosby after that. Um, I'm not sure. Something happened. But Keenan... Didn't care where his bread was buttered anymore. Well, and now he he does the bad Cosby stuff. Yeah, yeah where he tells a pudding pop joke. Oh, where he tells a pudding joke. Yeah. I'm putting my dick where it doesn't belong. Yeah, but they have these wonderful skits where they talk about all, and it's um, funny to watch. They just did one recently where they're talking about, like, they did this whole thing on like the the '90s, and every person that they had in the sketch. Did not age well from the 90s. Okay, like who? Well, Cosby. Well, okay. Um, I, th- I think uh, Jared from Subway. Was, oh, Jesus, yeah. Jared. Fogel. Oh, yeah. They And they just they just kept doing a litany of these characters that, you know, are from the 90s that we no longer speak of. Yeah, they've, beca- they've, they, they've been put on the verboten list. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they've been put on the verboten list. Fuck. Yeah, it was it was just recently the sketch was. I'm sure I'm sure it's on YouTube. You know, it would have been great if mm. if Spade was still doing Weekend Update. Yes. Well, Imagine Spade, the fun Spade would have had with that. Oh, Spade. Spade is hilariously sarcastic and I love him. For uh, it. Yeah, yeah. He's a smarmy little prick. Yeah. And every sketch that he was always in, that's what he played. Yep. And he, he played these like the ba- like total bastard airlines. Yeah. You know, he's, he played the characters you wanted to punch in the face. Yeah. But he did him. He would be a person that make a good wrestling manager. Oh, he'd be a great heel manager. Oh, my. He's just. He'd have been a great yeah, heel manager. And he's he's just awesome at running his mouth. And, you know, I see him in interviews and he's the nicest person. But he still even has that little twinge of smarminess. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. So. Yeah. I. I. I Gotta agree with what you said earlier. Um, if you've got, if you've had a run on SNL mm-hmm. of any of any sort, you know whether it's you know two years, ten years, you pretty much have written your own ticket to do yeah anything you want to do in Hollywood yeah because the SNL franchise here we are nearly fifty years on mm-hmm. is still going strong and it shows no sign of slowing down. And Lauren Michaels, I, I I think Lauren's pretty much handed over the reins of it now. Oh no, he's still actively. Involved. I know he's yeah. still. I know he's still actively involved, but as far as the day to day, and approving of everything, like no, he he's, used to. No, he's still in it. Really, he's still in the writers' room at seven o'clock. He's still approving pretty much every sketch. 
well, God, Lauren's got to be pushing yeah. seventy years. Old. Yeah. he's got to be around he is, seventy years he's old. He's still he's still doing he's still doing the thing. I mean, he, I think he's, and I still think that if people say, "Oh, SNL doesn't push the envelope." They still really push the envelope, you know. But you know, I think to this point, the envelope's gotten to the it, the edge has gotten to the point where it's like it doesn't take much to do it anymore. Right. It's it's less of a stretch to get to the edge of the envelope. Yeah. Now Rami Malek, yes, was on this weekend. Not not the best host, but the good part is the cast carried him very well. Well, I mean, see that's another thing with SNL. There's been hosts that you would think would be horrible. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning. Yep. Peyton Manning was fantastic. <laughs> As a host of SNL, that guy's comedic timing is perfect. Yeah, some yeah, some you're surprised at. And you would think a guy with the acting chops, chops of say a Rami Malek mm-hmm. would be, you know, would be a decent host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it but they carried him well in those sketches. Yeah, I mean they did one where he was Prince. Yeah, they did one which oh it had such potential, but I think I don't think Rami could milk it the way he wanted to. Uh-huh. He was playing Pete Davidson, and Pete Davidson was playing Rami Malek. I heard about this. And I really think now, many years ago, they had one with Jimmy Fallon right, and Justin Timberlake. Yes. Timberlake is playing Fallon. Fallon is laughing so hard at his own impression, he has to duck down behind a podium. Right. Because, and I think that's what they were trying to go for, but he just did not have the timing that Davidson has. Right. Timberlake. <laughs> you bring up Timberlake. <laughs> Justin Timberlake is one of my favorite guests on SNL. Oh, he's hilarious. He's hilarious. Oh, God. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's got some acting chops. He's got good comedic sensibilities. He's not afraid to, to, take a, to be the butt of the joke. No. And he helped write Dick in a Box. And all my favorite sketches were the ones Liquorville. Yep. Rappinville, Homelessville. <laughs> yep. I love those set of sketches. He's, I, I, uh, I forget. Um, Andy Samberg. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Samberg pitched the idea of Dick in a Box to Timberlake when he found out Timberlake was going to be hosting. Okay. You know, it's it, for those who don't know, it's it was supposed to be a boy band doing a song called Dick in a Box. <laughs> so... Andy Samberg pitches this idea to one of the biggest boy band stars ever, Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. Instead of Timberlake saying, no, I don't want to do that. You know, that's making fun of where I made my, you know, where I made my mark in this business. Yeah. He's like, let me help you write the song. <laughs> and let me help you with the video. And he was an integral part oh. of Dick in a Box. And it was so freaking good. Yep. That's one of my favorite SNL sketches ever. Yep. And the, yeah, the, the stuff that Sandberg did. Andy now, Sam, Sandberg is another good one. Sandberg outside with like Hot Rod and some of the, He's done better TV than he did movies. Yeah. But still, he's another comedic genius. Oh, yeah. Have you watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? I've seen enough skits of it. I don't like cop shows, so. Well, this one is, this one's a little different. Yeah, like, like cop shows and hospital shows. I know things like Scrubs and all that. Yeah. But I don't care for that whole genre. So. See, I'll, I'll watch it. Oh, 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 one of the reasons I'll watch it is Terry Crews is in it, <laughs> and I'm I'm down with anything Terry mm. Crews does. That guy's that guy is a fucking genius. Yep, he's he is another one that's from the day I first saw him on Friday. Yep, 
you know, it's like he just and he just eats the scenery. Yes. Literally. I mean, he's just there, you know, having having Craig and and uh, D in a headlock. Yeah. So we got my money. <laughs> yeah. And then he's got the phone books taped to him. Yeah. Case shit pop off. It's like he's flexing his pecs in their face. It's yeah. like that's just comedy. Yeah. And when he, he wants to get a hold of Money Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. That's terrible. Oh, God. I felt so bad for Cat Williams. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that, that, there was a whole that the, the recent, except for Keenan, like I said, that the most recent has not been doing a lot. No. You know? Um, no, it, I haven't seen a whole lot of movies yeah. from them. No, Kristen Wiig did a few movies, but she's another one that, eh, I can take her, leave her. You know, sometimes she does good stuff, sometimes she doesn't. Bill Hader has yeah. been working with South Park, yes. and he's been doing stuff. There was that around Bill Hader, except for Stefan, who needed a movie, except for Stefan. Um, a lot of that, like Bill Hader, and I'm trying to, and uh, Andy Sudeikis, Andy Sudeikis, yes. Yeah. There, there was that whole... Ca- I wasn't watching at that time. Right. I, I took a break, too. Yeah, I missed... Jason Sudeikis. Sorry. I missed a lot of that stuff. Right. That So I missed many, I'm sure, iconic things. Yeah. That were very funny. Like uh, Fred Armiston, I don't think I was... But I love Fred Armiston in Portlandia. Oh, Fred Armiston is... That guy is an improv master. Oh, yeah. And his stuff... If... if if you ever want to now, Portlandia is a great thing about just Portland, Oregon. Yeah, from our area, it could they could replace it with Jim Thorpe and it works. Yes, gee, Jesus Christ, Portland and Jim Thorpe are the same damn town. Yep, <laughs> yep. And, and when I watch it, I because I remember the coffee shops, I remember all the artisanal stuff. Yep, you know, and it just plays so. I I love Portlandia, just because it. It's familiar territory yeah. to me. I've I've met these people. You know, another another SNL alum, alum we forgot that's hmm. done some great movies, Christopher Guest. Yes, but, you know, with Christopher Guest, Harry Shearer and Bill well, Crystal, I forgot Harry Shearer yeah, was on that there, That was too. that magic season where yeah. they were only there for a season, but they were already established. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, they have made great movies. Yeah. I mean... I mean, Billy Crystal alone, I mean, but I mean, he was making great movies before that. And then after that. Yeah. Harry Shearer and Christopher Guest are two of the greatest improv guys you'll ever see. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if you watch a lot of their stuff on a lot of their stuff on SNL was improv. Mm -hmm. Like the you know what I hate? Yeah. I, I remember reading that a lot of that stuff was him and Billy just spitballing. Yeah. Okay. They didn't write that out. It, they they improv that, but if you want to watch some genius improvisational comedy, watch this is Spinal Tap. Yep, I'd say seventy percent of that dialogue was improv. Yeah, and Harry Shearer, a, a multiple watching of Spinal Tap. If you listen for just Harry Shearer's lines in the background, yeah, they're hilarious. Talking about the Stonehenge thing. And he's just like, is like, they're, they're arguing about why it didn't work. I was like, well, was it the choreography? It was in, it was, yeah, was it the choreography? No. It was in danger of being trampled by dwarves. Yeah, it was like, you know, that that line alone, just yeah. like, yeah, that's, and that's just like what he did. And I'm sure that people were cracking up laughing at the goofy things that he did. Yes. And uh, uh, A Mighty Wind. 
Mighty Wind, Spinal Tap with Folk Records. Yes. Oh, God, that's a good movie. And the, I, I don't know if they ever did a Mighty Wind album. I don't know if they did or not, but it's just... But they did Spinal Tap albums. Yeah, oh, plenty of them. Like you know three, what? I have, three, I have three of them. All three members of Spinal Tap are SNL alum, alums. Yep. Christopher Guest, mm-hmm. Michael McKeon, and Harry Shearer. Yeah, I think Michael McKeon was more of a writer. I don't think he did a lot. He was on screen a bit, though. He, yeah, but he was more bit. on the writing staff. Yeah. McKeon, well, he he was also Lenny from Laverne and Shirley. Uh, Michael McKeon as as Derek St. Hubbins. Yep. Christopher Guest as Nigel Tufnell. And Harry Shearer as Derek Smalls. Yep. I mean, that's just, I mean, everything worked. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's, but yeah, it's, I think, I think Christopher Guest and th- those guys were big, but because they also had the Princess Bride as well. Yes. Billy Crystal and Christopher Guest were in the Princess Bride. Yes. You know, so it's like they all had this wonderful connections all over the place. Yeah. And, I mean, and I think sometimes you look at my, I look at my movie collection. It's like, I am just a fan of like SNL crap. I swear to God, I love it. Well, yeah. Austin I mean, Powers was a wonderful trilogy. Yeah, the Austin Powers movies were fun. Yeah. Um, the Austin Powers movies were a lot of fun. Um, then Mike Myers kind of stepped on his pecker a little bit with uh, Love, the Guru. Love Guru. A little. A little bit. Was that at, but I think Shrek came first. Uh, Shrek came first. Yeah. So I Married an Axe Murder was, that was a bit, that was funny, but the funny parts were the ones playing his Scottish dad. Yeah. Those were where the funny parts came into that and, movie. And, and the Scottish dad became later became Fat Bastard. Yes. You know, it, it was essentially Look fat. Look at the size of his head. <laughs> it's, it's huge. Head, move. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite character from the from the Austin Powers movies, though, might be, uh, it, it very well may be Fat Bastard. <laughs> I love Fat Bastard. He had some of the terrible, terrible lines. Oh, I left you a rosebud. <laughs> Dr. Evil, you can keep the mojo if you let me eat your baby. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. And it's, and he, yeah, we think Will Ferrell was in that one. Yep, Ferrell was in there. He played uh, Mustafa. Mustafa. <laughs> I'm very burned. I'm very, it's, it's hurting. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I forgot about Mustafa. Yeah. And when they went back in time, he reprised his role in the third one. Yes. It's like, you shot me? Why did you shoot me? <laughs> See, oh. I like Farrell in some stuff. I, I, but, but it's like, it's, man, but Elf did irritate the shit out of me. I like Farrell <laughs> in some stuff too, but I have to take him in measured doses. Yes. I have to take Farrell in measured doses. Um. Uh, Jeez, who else can I think of? You know, since we're talking about Saturday Night Live, you know there's a, not necessarily a Lehigh Valley, but an our area connection to SNL oh, yeah? back in the day. G.E. Smith. Really? G.E. Smith is from Stroudsburg. Nice. Yes. Yeah, I remember G.E. Smith. I, I can, that was like, oh, that iconic, the iconic band. Yep, G.E. Smith and the Saturday Night Live band. The band doesn't get as much love nowadays as they used to. No, but they don't, I mean, they don't have G.E. Smith leading the band. No, but... And G.E., you know, that is where the band became iconic. And they don't have Paul Schaefer, who Mm -hmm. was the original band leader, you know? Yeah. And, you know, they don't have Paul Schaefer. The band now, I couldn't even tell you 
anybody no. involved in it. And I remember the band being in bumpers for the show. Yeah. You know, and the band was sometimes would even play parts in the show. Yeah. The band now is just, yeah, they're the band. Yeah. They're there. I'm trying to think of more. Oh, there was so many great, great SNL uh, alum. I mean, I know it's been stagnant for a little while. Yeah. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping All right. that for, for some good stuff. I'm hoping to. I would like to see Saturday Night Live. That I mean, it's it's such an iconic show. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that carry on long after Lorne Michaels is gone. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just continue on. Because Saturday Night Live has launched a lot of great comedy careers. Yes. You know, it's launched a lot of really, really great comedy careers, given us some wonderful entertainment, mm-hmm. um, given us some wonderful movies, some endlessly quotable lines. Yep. You know, even stuff like back in the 90s, everybody was in that special. Oh, you know, yeah. Everybody quoted the church lady. Yep. You know, I. Oh, my God. I can't. And that's, you know, that's the weird part about SNL. I mean, you, every you always have detractors who constantly say it was better 10 years ago. And it was always better 10 years ago. Right. But it's like, but we all still quote even obscure sketches. Yes. Just it's just fun it's just fun to quote. I quote sketches from the, as far back as the 70s. Yeah. Know? I'll quote Belushi sketches. Yeah. I know? I I find myself quoting SNL a lot. Yeah. Because it's just it's just good stuff and it really is. The writers sometimes you have writer seasons, sometimes you have actor seasons. Those magical mixes when it's both of them is awesome. Yes. And the, I think a big thing with that is you have to have... It almost helps if you have writers that write for specific cast. Sometimes. I think that can hurt, though, sometimes, too. It can hurt, but it can also help if you have a good mix. Because I know that some some cast members get way too... Get a lot of stuff written for them. And are like... in right. I mean, right now, between Keenan Thompson and Pete Davidson... Yeah. Those poor guys are in every sketch. They need their coffee... Yeah. But they're good. Yeah. You know, I was never a big Pete Davidson fan until you had me watch King of Staten Island. Yeah. That movie really turned me around on Pete Davidson. Yeah. He he is he has this such wonderful I don't care delivery. He's a he's a perfect millennial. Yeah. He has this just and when him and Colin Jost are going back and forth, because Jost is, is a, at the time dating Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And he's dating Ariana Grande. Right. And the minute Ariana Grande and him broke up, he's on SNL. And Jost is just like, so, um, anything happened to you this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, and Davidson just like, bring it on. Bring it. Yeah. You know? Pete Davidson, he's a good sport. Yeah. And he did make fun of that. One senator with one Congress with one eye. Yes. And Dan Crenshaw. And yeah, and Dan Crenshaw came on and then made fun of Davidson. Right. And which, Davidson wrote lines for him. Yeah. So I gotta give, you know, I gotta give Pete Davidson a lot of credit. You know, he's like, Okay, I might have pissed a little few people off here. Let's try to turn this around. Yeah. You know, and Davidson, his his performance in King of Staten Island yeah. is fin it, it's phenomenal. I yeah, I, I <laughs> I love that. You know, Bill Burr even did a. You know, every, oh, everyone, Bill Burr yeah, was great. In everyone that. in that movie brought their A game. Yeah, 
it's a it's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen it, I cannot recommend it high, highly enough. The mm-hmm. King of Staten Island. We talked that was uh, we talked about a, that movie on one of our first episodes. Yep. Great, great movie. I I can't recommend it highly enough. Yep, that's one of the guys now. Pete Davidson now is one of the SNL guys has a movie out. Yeah, and he's on. He is he still doing weekend updates? Oh yeah. Oh, he's still he they still on. He yep. was just, he just did the episode uh, this week. Kate McKinnon hasn't been on for a while. I don't know what the story is there. I don't know, but okay. So let's uh, let's kind of start. Let's wind this down a little bit. I got a fun little proposition. And we're going to do this completely off the top of our head. You get 10 cast members. Okay. Oh, shit. Your ultimate SNL cast. Jesus Christ. You get 10. Oh, man. In a row? No. <laughs> oh. This is hard. Oh, all right, Dante. <laughs> and it was 37. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. 10. This is difficult. Oh, man. Well, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Okay. Yeah. My my number my number one. I'm not going in any numbered order. Okay. My uh, <laughs> I, I'll give you my number one draft. Pick. Yeah. My number one draft pick is John Belushi. All right. All right. So number two, the large. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I would put him on my all time top. 10. I got two bills. <laughs> I would put him on my all time top ten. Who do you got next? Let's see. Bill Hader, Bill Murray. Oh, I'm just, oh my God. I'm going to say Chris Farley. Farley? I'm going to go, I'm going to go somewhere different. I, Farley may make my top 10 all time, but I'm actually going to go with Garrett Morris. Oh, yeah. Yep, he did some oh, wonderful stuff. This is oh my god, this is tough, isn't it though? Yeah, well, I'm trying. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of characters that I really enjoyed. You know, ones that so, mm. man, you just man, man, it's difficult. I'm only up to three for Christ's sakes. Well, I'm gonna have to. I gotta give Chris Kattan a nod. I, I know you. I loved his stuff. Okay, you're taking Kattan. Um, <laughs> I mean, and we can obviously we can, you know, commingle these casts. <laughs> I'm not fucking taking Chris Kattan. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Will Ferrell. All right, Ferrell. I mean, I'm gonna go with Ferrell because of the vast variety of shit he did on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, and. If for no other reason, his Trebek. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those were good sketches. Oh, my God. This is. We're up to number five. Halfway home. Five. Yeah, this is the pick. This is the fifth pick. Oh, yeah. So I got two Chris's. I got two Bill's. <laughs> Somehow that worked out that way. Right. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to. Mm. I want Norm McDonald in there. Okay. You're going you're going with Norm solid <laughs> Somebody pick. Somebody has to do weekend update. Solid pick. Solid pick. I'm going Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Eddie Murphy. John Lovitz. Okay, I can respect Lovitz. <laughs> I can respect that. Um with my number six now, now I'm gonna go Farley. I'm gonna take Chris Farley. 
Let's see. I know I'm going to be stepping on so many cast members that I enjoy, but I just right. can't, can't enjoy enough. Right. Um. Because I said I loved him before, and I just want to keep saying Tim Kazarinsky. Kazarinsky, you know what? I was my, gonna my cast is returning like the B players that I just wanted to see more of. Right, but I, I still love him. Uh, Kazarinsky, I mean Kazarinsky is he's he's your utility player. Yeah, you know he's the guy that comes off the bench. You know when you need a pinch hitter or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you got Tim Kazarinsky there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go Gilda Radner. Oh yeah, definitely. Ooh. Most of mine, if you notice, most of mine is like old school. Yeah, <laughs> I'm jumping all over the years. Yeah. So I, I just, I just want to see more comedy from from certain ones. Uh, Michael Myers. Okay, Mike Myers. Just for the you know, welcome to all things Scottish. <laughs> if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Or, D- or Dieter, welcome to Sprockets. Oh God, those are such great ones. Yeah, Michael Myers did so many great. Yes, know. he did. Um. If you're going to go, okay, you're going to go Michael Myers. I'm going to take Dana Carvey. Okay. I'll go Dana. I got to, I got to have Dana Carvey. That's my utility player. All right. That's the guy that comes off the bench when I need a home run hit. Um, shit. I'm drawing a blank on, I hate when I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name now. It wasn't Horatio Zantz. I like Horatio Sands. But it wasn't, yeah, but it wasn't him. It was, it was, he did the skit with The Rock as playing Mad Dog when Rock was. I don't remember. You know, I'm going to remember his name after the fact. I don't remember. I I enjoy his stuff because he always would have like the wonderful just eye movements. I'm like, oh my God, this is going terribly. Yeah. Um, But I can't remember his name then. I I don't know who you're talking about because when the way you described them, I would admit I would immediately think Horatio Sands. Yeah. Um. So I'm trying. I don't want to say Horatio Sands. So. See that that middle cast in there was just was so I couldn't re, I couldn't remember a lot of their stuff. Bill Hader might be the one person I remembered. Okay. But um, for some of her, I'm gonna say Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. I didn't like a lot of her stuff after the fact, but I. So she had some great comedic timing. Yeah. And she's definitely needed in there. I'm going to go. This one's this one may be a little bit off the board. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to go with Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Okay. Just because I'm a fan. All right. I, 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 I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I, I, I fanboy over Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. All right, then last one, Bobby Moynihan, Bobby. Whoa. Talk about off the fucking board. Yeah. Bobby Moynihan. I loved the stuff that he did. His reaction shots uh-huh. to goofy shit going wrong was awesome. And this was this was there are so many I'm discounting. Oh, yeah. I mean, to narrow all the all of oh, the great God. SNL alums down to 10. Yeah. Is really a difficult task, especially on the spot. Yeah, but for my tenth guy, I'm gonna pick probably my favorite improv comedian ever, and that's Christopher Guest. Okay, I love Christopher Guest. I love anything he does. Um, you know, I I just love Christopher Guest. He's so talented. 
Yeah, it's it's so hard to to pull some of those out. It's just oh. I mean, because think about it. With our lists, we've we skipped over Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. We skipped over you skipped over Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Neither of us mentioned Dan Aykroyd. Yep. You know, we didn't mention Jane Jim, Curtin. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. I, I fucking hate Jimmy Fallon. Come on, he was fun. I, I never I can never get he behind was, He I can was never in the get, Welshly Arms skits. I can never get behind a guy who care who is constantly cracking up at, at his own sketches. Okay. Welcome to the Welshly Arms. Join us in the hot tub. Yes. <laughs> and he starts freaking busting out Come laughing on. in Wouldn't the middle. Wouldn't you? Of it. Yeah, but be a professional. <laughs> yeah, says, you know, but, you know, go back and watch the old Carol Burnett show and watch Harvey yeah. Corman and uh, Harvey Corman and uh, Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Yeah, they were constantly trying each to other bust up. each other, trying to yes. bust each other up. Oh, God. Yeah, there are so many. It's and there's so many great ones now. Uh, Melissa Villasenor. OK, is a great cast member now. She does great impressions. Underutilized, as far as I'm concerned, she does a great Matthew McConaughey impression. Yeah, they did not use her when Matthew McConaughey was on, guest the, show. Was on the show, and they should have so badly. Oh, yeah, I love it when they do stuff like that, like yeah. when Walken guests. Yeah, and when when Walken is the guest host, and they have somebody do Walken. Yeah, and I think uh, when Jim Carrey was hosting, they had everybody from Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, imitating him, and they did it with another one too. Uh, Adam Sandler did, did that too. Yeah, which they, which was that stuff is awesome. Yeah. And they get, and you know, the, and most of them are are a good sport about it. You yeah, know, they'll get they'll get a laugh out of yeah, it. Yeah, and the one story I heard about the Adam Sandler, and you'll enjoy this because it was the Jimmy Fallon thing. Jimmy Fallon showed up late. Okay. And he kind of had to get through wardrobe and rush everything. He showed up like seconds before the sketch started going up, and he decided he was going to try to make Adam Sandler crack. So he basically was doing like really an old deep cut Adam Sandler. Where he was doing, yeah, and he Sandler was so close to breaking because he because he wasn't prepared for what Fallon was going to do. Right, right, because he wasn't expecting somebody to go that deep. Yeah, yeah, Sandler, and you know, neither of us mentioned Adam Sandler. Yeah, and he was, I I like this weekend update stuff. Opera Man, you know, Opera Man, I loved. Opera Man was great, you know, and and some you know, and the uh, Red Hooded, I mean, Lunch Lady, Red Hooded Sweatshirt. We were singing those yep. songs. Yep. In sketches, sometimes he was a little, Neh. yeah, you know, sloppy Joe, slop, sloppy, sloppy Joe, yeah. <laughs> Sandler's fun, but the, yeah, those guys that were just silly, and they're all, and the, those are the ones that are, they're silly and they know how to have fun. Yeah, those are the best cast members by far. Yep. And I think that was, and not to say that the later cast didn't have that type of magic, but I think that was a lot of the magic of the first, of the original Not Ready for Primetime players. That and plus they were all stoned out of their fucking gourds all the time. I think the 80s was just, I I don't think the the party stopped in that. I think they just went from like. They went from pot to coke. Yeah. And it's like the writer's room was, and I think it's still, even like John Mulaney when he was writing stuff for Stefan. I mean, he's admitted now he was he was pretty, you know, coked up on stuff, writing a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Ackroyd has admitted it too that mm-hmm. there was, you know, they were they were doing doing all kinds of blow in the writer's room. Yeah. You know, and you had to because you're writing you're writing from conception mm-hmm. to execution is literally six days. Yeah. 
and a lot of those sketches it shows. Yeah, I mean, it shows. I mean, you can't come up with Bassomatic sober. No, it doesn't exist sober. No, no, and you know, and the the funny thing is, Ackroyd made it work. That was, and then drank it. He drank the bass juice. Oh. <laughs> See, guys that commit. Yes, hey, hey, talk about guys that commit in Belushi samurai sketches. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the guy that always played his foil? Buck Henry. Buck Henry. Buck Henry got cracked in the head with that sword so many freaking times. It was ridiculous. And, you know, he was always a great sport about it. Yep. Here's a... We'll end this on a trivia question. Yeah. What is the one line in English that Belushi spoke as a samurai? I don't know. I'm going to tell you, I don't even... I don't know. I'm sure I've heard this trivia thing, but I don't know what the line would be. I can dig where you're coming from. <laughs> the only line. Was that the one where Richard Pryor was in it? Yep. And they were like squaring off and Richard Pryor was just a little bit more insane. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I, can, d- I can dig where you're coming from. That was it. <laughs> that was the, you know, that was the only line that John Belushi ever spoke in English as a samurai. <laughs> uh, and you had samurai delicatessen, mm-hmm. samurai big BMOC, Samurai, ther- what was it? Samurai therapist? Samurai Taylor. Samurai Taylor. That one I remember. Oh, God. Uh, the deli was great when mm. he's making the sandwich for <laughs> Buck Henry. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Trying to call his number out. <laughs> such, such fantastic stuff. I'm glad we talked about Saturday Night Live. Yeah. You know, and I, we, we're... You know, we're almost an hour and 50 in mm-hmm. and we could go for probably another hour. Oh, yeah. And 50. I love I I absolutely love SNL because I, well, I just thought of another rabbit hole. Yeah, but I'll bring it up off the air. Um, So if you're not a fan of Saturday Night Live, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you're an idiot. Well, t- shit. You now playing the part of Erica's bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, If you're not a fan of Saturday Night Live, I really don't know what to tell you. You've got nearly 50 years of of some comedic crap, but a whole lot of comedic gold. Yeah. And, you know, they've made great movies from sketches, bad movies from sketches. The cast has done some wonderful things. And above all, they've provided us with, like I said, nearly 50 years of laughs. Yeah. So, hey, if you have uh, if you have Peacock. I think the entire run of SNL is on there. Yes, it is. Some of it is edited down. You know, some sketches really don't go well with They time. don't age well. But the good news is all of Rob Schneider's stuff is still in there, so you can watch the copier guy. Oh, God. To- <laughs> I forgot about that fuckwit. But he's in some of my favorite bad movies. Yep. You can do it! <laughs> yep. Rob Schneider is, like, the character act... The- He's a great guy in all those movies, too. He always plays the messed up friend, you know, except for like the Gigolo one. Deuce Bigelow. Deuce Bigelow. But he always plays like the messed up friend in the background. Uh But he's such a lovable character. Yeah. I mean, like him and Waterboy. Yeah. You know, him and the Waterboy or him and Little Nicky. Um, But my two favorite bad, since we're here, my two favorite bad Rob Schneider movies are Demolition Man and Judge Dredd. <laughs> I was afraid that was going to come up. I love Schneider and Judge Dredd. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the servo droid is your friend. 
Please let the servo droid go through. <laughs> oh, God. If you've never watched yeah. the original Judge Dredd movie with Sylvester Stallone, do yourself a favor. Turn off your brain for an hour and a half yeah. and just enjoy the fucking ride. Yeah. Rob Schneider is an awesome comedian, an awesome person. I mean, he doesn't get nearly enough credit for all the great things he's did. He puts himself out there. He's not one that doesn't take himself too seriously. Nope. And does awesome movie work. He does. But that's uh, that's that's as good a way as any to close up a Saturday yeah. Night Live episode. All right. All right. So until next time, this is uh, and next week I will give a recap on uh, Jim's second adventure at the Halls of Horror. This time as part of the cast. Oh, joy. I'll I'll get the report. I think he's going to be working with Chuck. So I'll get the report from Chuck on how he did. Okay. <laughs> and we'll. Uh, We'll we'll roast him accordingly. Oh, good. Well, yes. I just I just want to hear all the great things that that happened to him. I'm sure he's going to have a fun time. Yep, it's a blast. I am, I, I extended the invite to you, but you've got Renfair stuff. I I, I got I got to pirate it up, man. Hey, all nothing but respect. <laughs> all right, until next time. This has been No No Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. Later on, motherfucker. <laughs>